pretty much today I have a very special guest um, hopping on, a good friend of mine from the UK. So it's actually already 1230 there. So, you know, I'm thankful very much for him hopping on. Um, he has about over 15 years of experience in both sales and advertising. Um, secured millions of dollars or actually should I say pounds um, deals with UK's biggest brand and dealt with like big name companies such as Subway, Budweiser and even Coca-Cola. Uh, so I'm going to bring him up. So we got there and Chris are you all right. Hey, there you go. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Hey, man. Good, good. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Um, so once again, thank you. I know it's late there. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. Yeah, crazy. But um, honestly, thank you for hopping on tonight. And I'm really excited to learn more from you. And hopefully, like, um, the people here can learn from you as well, too. Um, ever since I met you, like, you came up with this one terminology and I kind of fell in love with it. And I kind of wanted to know a little bit more of your thought process on how you found that, um, the word pre-search. Research. Yeah. Well, just rewinding, man. I, I thank you for, for having me on. It's, it's the first Instagram live I've, I've ever done. I only started my account on the, on the 1st of May. So we're like 34, 35 days in. <laughs> depending on on where you live <laughs> um but yeah worked in worked in sales for a while um started taking a lazy approach as i think a lot of sales people do you know they don't they don't collect the data before they call people sometimes they don't know who they're calling um and they don't enter details into the crm correctly they've got no good notes to go off when it comes to calling people back etc and, and that used to be me that's exactly what i used to do um and having worked in sort of in the game selling advertising space for so long as you say sort of 15 years um i, I was selling out of a phone directory and a landline phone that's that's how long <laughs> that's how long it goes back um, and that was something that we in the uk we call the uh, the yellow pages I don't know. I don't know what it's called over there, but um, yeah, I think we had making. We do, yeah. So we we just got one of those ripped in half, and you shared it with your colleague next to you, and you were given a phone and just said, "Make a hundred phone calls a day. You'll sell to someone." And I had no, <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing at all, um, but obviously you switch roles quite a lot when you're a salesperson. So I've worked in a few different spaces and the world sort of accelerated into digital. And that, that was sort of the start of digital to begin with when, when I first started there and um, worked in you know, selling different digital solutions and all the time you sort of building that sort of the knowledge up and your skill sets up and all, all down to objection handling, things to do before the call, things to do during the call, and things to do after the call initially. And then you move on to obviously sort of objection handling and negotiations and writing proposals and, and then upselling and sort of client service. Um, so <clears throat> when I moved into my current role, which is a, a marketing agency, uh, which sell creative content, 
um, from a strategic point of view. So film, uh, animation and creative tech, which is really, really exciting. Apps, games, um, Alexa skills, for example, big gamification. I'll just set my Amazon device off. I won't say the name again. <laughs> She'll start turning, turning lights on and stuff. Um, I won't say her name. <laughs> um, and yeah, since since gaining all this experience, I've, I've kind of come up with a few different frameworks or methodologies, um, which I'm hashing out at the moment. And, and the first one, which I think is probably the, the, the key, um, is pre-search, as you mentioned. Yeah. And that's sort of broken down into, into nine phases. Um, and it's, it's not the whole sales framework by, by any sort of stretch of the imagination i think before you even before you get to pre-search you need to have a, an ideal candidate profile you need to know exactly who you're speaking to um you need to know how old they are where they live how affluent they are what their hobbies are likes dislikes do they have children um what brands they like what things they dislike um and then you can tailor that information to and fit it into this ideal client profile um, and then you move on to sort of hunting and gathering data, finding out the data, which again, I'll, I'll have a, a whole sort of framework around that. And then the third is, is pre-search, which essentially it's all the research you need to do pre-calling. If you can tick every single one of the pre-search uh, pre stages, you will have a, a massively bigger chance of getting that client to the next stage of the the, the, the sales journey if you like mm -hmm. so uh pretty much this aspect would be more of kind of like right before the call type thing right yeah yeah so you, you know you know who you, you're trying to call and you've got the the contact information if you like um from a few different means which you know that, that's for a separate ig live i guess but um yeah, this, this is the stage just before you pick up the call for the first time to someone at your target organization. So it's B2B focused. Obviously, you're not doing so much hunting and gathering um, and picking up cold calls to B2C customers, for example. But this this is a, a B2B to B2B approach. So you working for an organization, trying to sell to another organization or at this stage, you know, you're just trying to get you're just trying to get some extra time with them on the phone so you can do a product demo or tell them more about your business, show them some of your, your previous work or case studies or, or whatever it may be. Try and do a bit of a, a discovery usually at first. But yeah, this is this is before you picking that phone call. Uh, before you're making that phone call. And would you say more of this little um segment of yours, would you say more like a checklist or is it more of like a step by step type thing? You can do it in any order. I just think it worked because it's about our pre-search. <laughs> I've got to be honest. <laughs> um, but you, you can do it in any order. I have a cheat sheet and the whole article is available to download on my website, uh, which is chris-james.co. Uh, and that breaks down every single one of the steps in, in a lot more detail than we'll probably be able to get into today. Uh, and at the end, there's a, almost a, a checklist sheet which you can go through, make notes. And if you've got all that information, you will have, I'd say, a 60 to 80% chance of securing another call or a meeting 
with the person that you're trying to trying to reach out to. Okay, that's pretty sick. So um, walk us through it. I know like the first part, uh, so it's letter by letter, right? So yeah, man, we'll we'll try and keep to that order. <laughs> Otherwise, it might make me look uh, <laughs> might make me look me look silly, but. Yeah, so the, the whole concept is you trying to gather as much information as you can on this person that you're trying to call. It's more targeted at person rather than company, but there are lev levels of it that include the company as well. So let's say you're, you're looking for, I always, Nike are one of my favorite brands. I'm aware that they're one of your favorite brands too. So <laughs> I, always, I always use the example of you're trying to sell to a brand manager at Nike what are you going to do before you pick up the phone call that initial phone call and, and speak to him so the first the first letter is p which stands for for press and that's you going through whatever you can using google mainly i suppose trying to find out more about where your potential prospects been featured you know have they written any articles or been featured in any articles news features blog posts have they been featured on any podcasts or, or industry press? If they have, amazing. You know, if they're high, high enough up the ladder, then they will, have been, they will have been featured somewhere. So you can take that interview or article or blog or whatever it may be and find out what they're talking about. You know, we're only talking a few bullet points for these, these pre-search stages. But once you've got a couple of articles or you can pull things out, find out something that resonates with you or resonates with the solution that your company provide, be it a a product or a service, you know, is he talking about um, some form of, of digital marketing software or um, some new social platform or is he going heavy on, on Instagram, for example, is, it, is he seeing massive benefits on, on that and, and talking outwardly in, in the open, in public about those things? If so, and that ties in to something that you offer, if you're a digital marketing agency trying to sell paid social, then... There you go. That's that's the P ticked off right there. <laughs> Makes sense. So, like, what if what if a company doesn't have press? If you were trying to reach out with a company that doesn't have press, it happens. You know, it happens quite a lot as well. Um, if they don't have press, they're probably quite a small business if they don't have any features. So, if you can't find it at contact level, can you maybe find it at your contacts, colleagues level, for example, um, is someone in the brand department being talked about in the news recently? If not, then go to company level. You know, we're talking we're talking about Nike at the moment, so hopefully they're getting talked about <laughs> somewhere. But yeah, yeah, no, good question. Um, but there's there's always always something. You know, if you do, I think the point of this is if if you are prepared to put in that extra effort at the start of the journey. It will save a lot of wasted time at the end because you know who you're going to sell to. You know what they're talking about. You know how to interact with them because you've learned a bit of their language. You know a bit more about their frustrations and their challenges and things like that. So, All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the next one is R. So what's R stand for? <laughs> R is for roles. So again, it's it's all hunting, hunting and gathering and finding out information, but... Essentially, you're trying to look at where this prospect has worked previously. Any link, any link at all. So where, where they worked, you, you can usually do this on, on LinkedIn. If you're lucky enough to have LinkedIn um, Sales Navigator or any sort of LinkedIn premium feature, stuff like this is very, very easy to find out. Um, 
if you don't have LinkedIn Sales Navigator and want to try it out, you can actually try it free for a month as well. Um, I used to do that a couple of uh, a couple of jobs ago, and I'd just change my email address every time just to try and um, get get as much de uh, details and sort of data as I could. Um, so I'm quite hot on, on collecting this data, but usually that's that's the stage before pre-search. You've already got the contact details and stuff. This is now drilling into you know. Hopefully you're already connected on LinkedIn, and if you if you're not, then definitely send them a connection request. Um, but yeah, we're, we're looking at where people have worked, how long ago, what company and, and location as well. So is it somewhere close to you? Is it somewhere your auntie lives? Is it somewhere that your cousin's friend's dog used to do the cleaning for and anything like that? Do you, do you have a friend that lives close by to the head office or, or whatever it may be? If the answer is yes, it's another little tiny conversation point that at the start of the call or halfway through, you can just, oh, you're based in, you're based in Manchester, are you? Or you're based in Detroit or, or wherever. Um, I actually used to have a friend who worked at X, Y, or Z company. And it's just those little bits of conversational spark that you can bring just by giving, having these golden nuggets from each of the phrases. Yeah, the stages. Bring it more of a personal rather than it always being so business like. Absolutely. I think the days of, of especially when we're talking about cold, like the coldest level of cold call, um, mm -hmm. the, the days of non personalized conversation and script reading are, are gone. I think you, you lose people. You know, essentially what you're doing when you make a cold call, you're interrupting someone. You are interrupting their day to try and make them listen to your what might potentially be bullshit. So you better make you better make sure that the stuff that you're talking about is on point and very very relevant to them. Um, and as I say, this isn't one of the biggest stages. It's probably one of the least important stages, in all honesty. But for the sake of doing a quick LinkedIn search and finding out one tiny thing, there's always something that connects you to that prospect. Always. And if there's not. You can make it up, you know, we can bend the truth a little bit if we need to. <laughs> that makes sense. No, that that's actually, I think, um, creating that personal relationship, whatever it might be, if it's like the type of dog they have is the same dog as yours, it just changes that whole conversation, right? Exactly, man. Exactly. I had a, a sales boss um, a few jobs ago. He, he, he was really 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 bad at his job but he was he was very good he was good at communicating and, and one of his tips was to have a story for the day whatever it is you know if you're speaking to a, a, a certain type of person or you think you're about to try and just have a little story you know it was my daughter's birthday at the weekend um, mm -hmm. and oh oh how old is she and with, you know you're already into a conversation one it's not even about work it's not even selling to anyone you're not even trying to pitch anything to them it's just you talking to them on that personal level before you go. And I, I was giving you a call because, and then you pull out, pull out the other links, the other sort of stages of, of the pre-search framework. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. So moving forward, we are now we are on E. We are on E, another one. And you can stay on LinkedIn for this one. Another easy one. Um, e stands for engagement and it's, in a way, it's sort of like a more personalized version of, of press, if you like. It's rather than them being written about, it's what they're engaging with. So what you're essentially trying to find out is what content 
are they reacting to and how are they reacting to it? You can do this quite easily on LinkedIn and Twitter are probably the best two, I would say, for, for B2B personas. Um, if you're connected with a prospect on LinkedIn, and sometimes if they have a public profile, you can actually go to that profile and click view last activity, and it will show you the last 30 posts on LinkedIn that they've commented on or liked or engaged with in any way, and also shows their posts as well. So what's their social activity like? And obviously, if we switch across to Twitter, that's a very conversational platform. People are very opinionated on Twitter as well. So you can usually find out something there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So again, quite an easy one, not too in-depth, 30 seconds or 30 seconds to two minutes. You know, if we can get this whole thing done in 10 minutes, it might only give you 20 seconds of conversation, but 20 seconds of correctly tailored hyper-personalized conversation will open your prospect right up. Yeah, definitely. At least this way you know like what they like right? by looking at their engagement and whatnot. Exactly. You know, if you know that they like dogs, all of a sudden you have a dog or you've just finished getting home from walking the dog, you know, <laughs> whatever it may be. Even if you've got a cat, some days you have a dog. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like, but I saw on your Instagram, you have a cat. Sometimes it's a dog. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it can change, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't want to be, it identifies as uh, <laughs> whatever it wants. Right, so the next so, one, yep. the next one after that, I won't make you say every single one of them, man. <laughs> teaching me how to spell. Um, the next one, again, fairly simple, shared connections, so obvious. Now, it might be that you stay on LinkedIn and just look at mutual friends, mutual connections on that platform. Check them all out. Check all the socials out. Um, you'll find, if it's B2B, that LinkedIn's probably the best one. All of a sudden, you, you know that rule where you're only three people away from someone else in the world. So even though we're connected on Instagram, if we didn't know each other, it would be three, I think there's three steps away from anyone in the world. It might be five, I don't know. I think it's um, separation, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's six, isn't it? Six degrees of separation. Yeah, sorry. So it's not three. But you will, in turn, be able to get to this person somehow, exactly. I imagine. Um, and if it's not through your, your, your LinkedIn, obviously this is B2B. LinkedIn is the only B2B platform out there, which is, is social platform, which is why I, I reference it so frequently. But if you're not able to use LinkedIn or you're not getting the right results, speak to other people in, in your industry, other sales professionals, other marketing professionals. Have you ever worked with this brand? Do you know so-and-so? Um, do you know anyone that, that does? Usually, you know, I've, I've always found there's a link somewhere in all of these stages so what what you're trying to do there is is reach out to them to your prospect sorry either through someone else and trying to obtain a bit of an introduction so you both know you both used to work with john smith or you know they they're aware of john smith or they're connected to john smith on linkedin fire john smith a message and go hey can you introduce me to the brand manager at night please if you don't want to do that you could just say to the prospect oh, i see we're both connected to john smith mm -hmm. 
just again it's it only takes three seconds to say but he'll go i've never heard of him oh never mind um <laughs> or yeah john i know i've no, known john for a while i choose to work with him at so-and-so oh you work at so-and-so i've seen that because i've done the roles or the, the letter r yeah it's funny you should say that my auntie and you know you're building the, these these lev levels and layers stack up on, on top of each other so well that makes sense and yeah especially now in the era that we live in it's it's not about what you know anymore right it's about who you know right exactly exactly so you, you need to the whole point of this and, and the next one is um is is becoming an expert um or it's it's, it's e so it's short for expertise um so that is what you know but this this stage is all about who you know how are you connected to that person you know map out the six degrees of separation if you want to get completely <laughs> completely anal about it but um yeah it's it's a really really important step you I've, I've won more business through mutual connections than i have through probably anything else i would say yeah definitely i mean with nike especially it's who you know right <laughs> oh yeah about that scandal right <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but on the flip side if we look at expertise the one thing that you've, you've got to, you've got to get to quite quickly you know after after you've you've mentioned these first few other things so lo, you know location or or links or a ready ready blog that's all nice but you know that, that's not serving them that's not giving them any value so what the, what they want is is someone to prove that they're worth taking the time out for, and someone that that sounds like an expert. You know, my my job at the moment is is to sell our experts at our agency. So I I never profess to know everything as deep as as the people that will be delivering the work. But if you want to speak to them, guess what? I've got access to some of the best people in the company experts sit behind me and i know a little bit about everything a few buzzwords a little bit i can answer a load of questions handle objections um but what you want to try and find out on the expertise stage is what's keeping this prospect up at night you know what are they what are they worried about is it the fact that instagram have just launched this new feature um and they're, they're now asking to track data and that's going to mess with their their future plans is you know if, if we know that this guy is, is moaning about instagram um on his linkedin for example or he's posting about it on twitter or he's made a bit of a blog post about it cool just spend a little bit of time positioning yourself as an expert in that or go and speak to someone on the team who's more of an expert than you and just say can i get a few bullet points on, on this i'm planning to ring the brand manager at nike mm -hmm. so what cost them what cost them sort of time in their mind what are they worrying about what are they thinking about what costs them money on a frequent basis where can they save money you know that at the end of the day there's sort of those three things that people want they want to they want to feel good or look good they want to save money or they want to save time that's pretty much it mm -hmm. it, it usually boils down to one of those factors obviously they all go a bit wider but um you know, what are the, what are the, what's the root cause behind that problem is, is something that you really sort of need to need to dig into and then make yourself sound like an expert in it. You know, you're only, you're only on the phone. 
you you can talk for 15 seconds and sound like you've you know you're so clued up on something it's untrue and get but guess what you're not trying to sell to them right there and then all you're trying to do at this pre-search stage is get in front of them for longer this is just a two-minute call to just say we can help you do this we understand that you you know the industry or your, your brand is suffering with this challenge at the moment or you're facing this problem we've got access to x y and z our technology can do x y and z we've worked with brands like adidas puma and reebok uh, and we're you know we'd like to have a chat with you and, and show you the, the value and find out more about your plans and usually that's enough for them to just go oh yeah well put, put half an hour or an hour in the diary perfect okay and then usually you use that call as a bit of a discovery call rather than pitching straight away you go into those problems you know external problem and in business wise and then there's, there's a a deeper problem as well so it's it's your job at the, you know after this pre-search is to find out more about, you know do the discovery and go go in deep so yeah the expertise is is quite an important one definitely and you don't want to up on them and then <laughs> not know what to say if you know what their problem is right <laughs> Exactly, man. Exactly. And that, and that feeds in specifically to the next point as well. So the A for agenda, I think this is the most important part of the whole pre-search framework. And have you ever read any books by Dale Carnegie? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So how to win friends and influence people. I can't remember the exact phrase that he says, but it's something along the lines of if you're able to understand how other people are thinking then you, it puts you in, in it's probably the most underrated skill in the whole world yeah of course <laughs> so agenda what is their agenda what's their angle really really easy to find out as well you know this person this brand manager has been hired because he is an expert at certain things and he has been tasked to solve certain problems so if you if you typically always sell into brand managers, then you'll probably know what their problems are, and you might not have to go into loads of detail on this step. But this is is a really really easy one to do. Is is just go on Google and search brand manager job description. If you're struggling, go in, take a look at that job description, highlight the buzzwords. You know, it, it might be to. Um, assess all, all the creative that's run across the social platforms for the year. Might be to increase brand engagement on social by X percent or something like that. Um, and then, you know, liaise with the digital team to find out innovative technology in the next two years. Mm -hmm. Boom. There you go. We've got another link. We, exactly. we, we actually provide this innovative technology that the industry is not aware of. And that is a reason why I'm calling you. We've used it. We've, we've worked with a couple of people, a couple of other brands in the space, or it's not been tested yet. And we'd love for you to be an early adopter. Mm -hmm. Positive spin on anything. But I think that's, that's a real key point to remember. It's something I, I, I sort of hammer home in, in the article is at this stage, you're not even trying to sell this person anything. If what you what you're trying to do the exchange is is you 
you're trying to buy from them. You're trying to buy their time. You're trying to buy an hour with them. Um, and this pre-search framework is doing this is the price that you pay. This, this prep, this 10, 15, whatever minute prep before you pick up that call, that's the price you pay. Having those bullet points written down or, or memorized, those all the all these wink, uh, links that sort of interweave. That that's sort of the price you pay to buy their time, and it works, man. It works. I mean, you close big deals, so I'm pretty sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, hundred percent. I mean, one thing I've, I've sort of slacked off on recently on the day job is um, not doing enough cold calling because I broke down the last million that I sold um, and 66%, so 660-something thousand pounds uh, actually came as the original source was me picking up the phone. So no emails. Well, the first point of contact wasn't an email. It wasn't a meeting. It wasn't a networking event. It wasn't a referral. It came from that, that phone call. So... And one that shows how important it is. It's hard work, but it's important. Um, and secondly, <clears throat> well, I, I was going to say, I've I've been neglecting a little bit the amount of time that I've been putting into those cold calls, you know, being distracted with, with other things and being involved with the marketing department and stuff. And just the this, this week, so we're at the end of Thursday here for me and we had Monday off. So I've had three full days. I've done two hours of cold calling every day. And I can't, I can't talk about the brands I'm, I'm actually speaking to. I don't think at the moment, but I've lined up, I've lined up meetings with some, some massive brands this week. And that's just taken me six hours. Obviously I've been sending emails and stuff as well, but there are three, no, there are four, brands that have big brands that I've lined up meetings with this week using this framework two hours a day and and like 60% of that are from cold calling I mean in the world that we live in now that everybody just wants to text and email and DM I think yeah back the cold call is is something a lot of people think that it's kind of outdated but it's like the most personable out of all of them because you can hear a voice right and you're not just talking to a screen and you look like every other screen right exactly man i think yeah if, if we rewind 20 30 years the whole sales sort of infrastructure was just call 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 so this brand manager at night all he would have been receiving was calls people were maybe right the odd the, the occasional letter but all, all he's going to get is calls. But now he gets email, DM. And DM, yeah. So text message. Yeah. Out, right? And the, the, most of his organization as well will be emailing and DMing. So a lot of the time, a phone call is probably a welcome break from that massive workload. Exactly, and yeah. if, you're, if you're making sure that that phone call is hyper-personalized and it's tailored to him, effective cold calls will stand out so much more one because they're not happening as much and two because yours is going to be the best one they receive that week <laughs> so yeah really crucial but when i analyzed that last that last million that i sold i was i was surprised i didn't think the cold call stats would be that high 
Yeah, that that was I was actually surprised when I heard that too, right? <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's crazy. Um, but yeah, it, there are certain people I, I I speak to online and at various other organisations who just don't believe in cold calling. You know, they want to do it all through email marketing, and that's fine. But if you're trying to pitch like a bespoke solution to someone, you can't do that all all automated a lot of the time. You know, you need a salesperson, especially if you're talking about high ticket sales. Mm -hmm. You need a salesperson to step in. Maybe they don't have to make a cold call. It might be a, a, a qualified lead that's come through your website from social, potentially. But someone needs to get on the phone to that person and, and talk to them at some point. Definitely. I guess yeah. that's not a cold call, but, uh, you know, in this we're talking about strict, hardcore cold mm -hmm. calling. But the fact, the fact of the matter is, you know, it do, it definitely works. Certainly in the industry that that I work in, um, and many many other industries, you just have to be willing to be that person who interrupts <laughs> other people, <laughs> but in a pleasant way instead of oh, yeah. person, right? Oh, in a in a in a best friend way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, where were we now? So I think we finished off with agenda. Or... Agenda, man. Yeah. So the next, the next letters obviously are again pretty simple one, but if you don't know this before you call, you you, you might stumble, um, and it's reason or reasons. <clears throat> sounds sounds even simpler than it is, but what is your reason for making this call? Why are you ringing this person? One, what do you want out of it? But two, what do they get from it? Mm -hmm. You know, what what do you want to do, and why does it help them? Um, if you think, you know, you want to you want to line up a meeting, why? What about? You want to send them something? What is it? You want an introduction? Who to? What's the reason for it? This sits above, kind of above everything in terms of importance, because. The minute that that small talk at the start of the phone call dries up, now you, need to get, you need to get straight to the point. Yeah, and I I think what's really important with what you said is um is you have to know the reason on both ends, right? What's your reason for you calling, and what's the reason yeah. for you, right, or whatnot? And a lot of times, um, people don't think about that, right? They don't think about the reason that the other person would benefit, right? They only think about themselves. So yeah. that will definitely help you stand out a lot. I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I think it, it's, again, it's it's so simple, but it needs to be considered every single time. You know, ideally you want a couple of bullet points, at least on this, a couple of reasons. But how many, t how many phone calls have you received in your life where someone just rings up and says, Hello, it's it's so and so calling from ABC. We're selling these at the moment. Would you like to buy one? Or along those lines, and the answer is like, no, <laughs> no, I would not like to buy one. Yeah, I know. Um, what's it called? Like, always get those duck cleaning calls here in Canada. Jeez, yeah. So it's uh, it's common sense. It is common sense, but um, you'd be surprised. 
you know, how many, how many good sales calls do you actually receive? There aren't many. And it's because they're not, they're not ticking the boxes. They're, they're, they might work in a call center where they've got to make 200 calls. But if they're doing that, they should already have a, a lot of these things done for them or provided for them in some sort of script. And it shouldn't just be listing things. Get a few questions in at the start. Make them laugh. Tell them something to brighten the day up. Make them feel good. Yeah, exactly. But then when that small talk's dried up, talk about the value and then get to the point. Because mm -hmm. like, like you said, right, this is just like a two-minute call, right? I yeah, you know. 30-minute or hour call with them later on, right? No, that's later on. You know, if, if you're in a, in a role where you're able to sell to people and close them on the first call, then I'm jealous, man, because I, I, I miss those days. I used, <laughs> I used to work in that environment. It was so good. You had the ability to go, oh, yeah, if, if you sign now, we can, we can drop 20% off the price. Or I can't do that now. <laughs> this, this, my sales cycle is about three months long from start to finish. So, um, that's that's tough you know you don't go around giving out discounts and all these other sort of old school tricks that people can see through these days so yeah you need a reason and you need you need it to benefit both yourself because otherwise there's no point in you ringing them but mm -hmm. also the prospect otherwise there's no point in them being you being on the phone them being on the phone to you so and you definitely be <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um the next one is is C and that's for correlation. So what's the, what's the correlation between their situation and your situation? Again, this, this whole framework's all about links. How do, how do you link to them or how does your business link to their business or um, how does your product link to their needs, whatever it might be. Um, and I find, just to simplify this, this step, this is, this is a lengthy step when you first stumble upon it. Um, because it involves you building a master list of everything that you've ever done, every successful project you've ever released, every successful campaign you've ever worked on, every successful campaign your company's ever worked on, um, and having the ability to then start name-dropping those projects. Or let's say if, if you, you've, you're trying to ring this brand manager for Nike, but you recently produced an advert for Adidas, you need to let them know that, and you need to say... We, we produce this or this new technology works really well. Um, as I mentioned, we've, we've started working with Adidas and Reebok. You might've seen that they, they're now doing this and just, just letting them know and having the results and the key contacts, you know, it might be that the person at Nike actually knows that the creative director or the brand manager from, from Adidas or the, the chief technical officer or whoever it may be. So, yeah, really, really important to have that master list. And the good thing is once you've done it, it might take a couple of hours. It might span out over a few weeks. But once you've got that list, you know any any prospect that you're speaking to, whatever industry they're in or any of these other links that you've pulled out, you can relate them straight to that list and boom, you've got another talking point there. At the end of this, you know, if, if, you, if you can tick all or, or most of these boxes, you'll have six, seven, eight, nine talking points straight away. And that's, that's what a phone call is. You know, it's effective communication. So with the correlation, um, this would be more about 
how whatever you're working on or whatever your uh, business provides a service product relates to how they can benefit, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How they as an individual can benefit, how their department can benefit, how the company can benefit, how the industry can benefit, or even how their customers can benefit. Mm -hmm. You've got that IDCIC framework, another I won't go into that now, but yeah, in, in every stage of every phone call, if you can try and relate something to each of those uh, industry, department, uh, sorry, yeah, industry, department, company, sorry, individual, department, company, industry, customers or clients, if it's relative to one of those things, their ears will perk up and they'll be more interested and more receptive. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, yeah. And we are on the last letter. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, that's gone fast. H is for hierarchy. So important. So important. Um, you will be very well versed when you come to picking up the phone for the first time if you've got an idea of their departmental structure. If you know how their department or company, if they're, if they're quite small, is laid out, who's, who sits where, who's above who, who works alongside who. Um, reason for this is a lot of the time, I'll, I will find out who, who the decision maker is. And let's say it's this, this brand manager. I won't necessarily ring that brand manager first. I'll actually pick up the phone to someone else once I've worked out the hierarchy. I think, oh, okay, I've actually got more links or more talking points with the junior brand manager or the brand director, maybe someone senior. Mm -hmm. And you can ring that person or ring a couple of people sometimes, you know, and, and you can either play dumb and say, I was wondering who I would need to speak to about X, Y, and Z. And they'll go, oh, it's the brand manager. Oh, brilliant. Do you mind if I just grab his, his mobile number from you? Or you could, you know, I've, I've done it in the past where I say, I'm, I'm preparing for a conversation with the brand manager. I was just wondering if I could ask you a couple of questions first before I have this, this conversation. And if the brand manager is senior to them, they'll go, oh, oh yeah, of course, yeah, I'll, I'll help. Perfect. Um, I'm going to ask you as many questions as I can get away with and find out as much about your plans and challenges as I can. And then I'm going to ring the person I intended to ring originally and I'll be armed with loads of information. I understand in the next few months you're doing this. Um, did you know that we've worked with Adidas and we can we can actually help you with that because we've got X, Y, and Z results. So you, you're always just mining this information. It's so important to, to find out where they are and where they want to be. And that's, that's where you can sell, essentially. That's the sale, that big gap there. Um, I've been re recently reading um, Gap Selling by Keenan, great sales book, and he, he talks about that. The gap could be, you know, could be that big, but a lot of salespeople are only selling this because they don't, you know, they're only selling a tiny bit because they don't do the discovery and they don't ask those questions that actually, when they unearth the problem, it's massive and their solution can fill that much of it. That makes no end. I'm... So, yeah, picking up. 
Oh, we're cutting out. Are you there? Sorry, Jay. Yeah, I'm here, man. Can you hear me? Yeah, there we go. Just lagging a little. Cool. <laughs> um, um, what I was saying is like the aspect of um, not necessarily uh, what you call it, contacting whoever the decision maker is directly, but contacting somebody else first, like genius because it's like now you're having somebody on the inside kind of like edify you to the to the decision maker because you generated that relationship with the other person on the on the team first right exactly man yeah the, the same thing happened to me today it was fantastic um so i sent one of our i had an existing contact um at a, at a business and i sent a, a project we worked on to them um and then i rang them and said have you seen it what did you think and he was like yeah i was just showing it to my manager i was like oh brilliant because i was actually ringing to find out if your manager looks after x y and z and he was like yeah yeah i'll send you her email address now she, she knows who you are and she really liked it perfect so when i pick up the phone to her tomorrow or or on monday i'll mention his name i know that she's seen this she knows who we are and, and she's seen things so edify edification you know you talking about how good you are is nowhere near as good as someone else talking about how good you are especially when it's a colleague so if you can paint a good picture in, in, to other members of the hierarchy before you go to the decision maker brilliant as you say i love it it's an inside job you've got you've got a man or a woman on the inside doing your job for you almost yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah i mean that's that's the whole framework and, and obviously if, if anyone does want to go and download it they can go and hit the link in my bio and it will take them to the pre-search article completely free of charge um or you can just go directly to the site which is chris-james.co yes no thank you man i appreciate your time um, oh man thank you my first instagram <laughs> live man thanks for having me on i've loved it it's great no that was awesome um especially like what it's like what is it now? Um, almost one o'clock there. One twenty-one, man. Oh, bedtime. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate having you, man. I appreciate you coming on. Um, if you guys aren't following him yet, follow Chris. James, but A with an X, right? Yeah, I got there too late. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you, or you can just click the link at the top. You'll see his um, handle there. And once again, thank you so much, man. I would love to have you on again. Um, it's been educational. I've learned a lot of stuff from you, man. And like, this is definitely be taking with me a lot. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, no, thank you so much, man. You've let me come on and you've let me talk for nearly an hour. So um, I'll let you crack on with your day, and I can go. I can go back to wishing I was asleep and uh, <laughs> just just as I was before this call. But thank you very much. I'd love to come on again as well, man. We'll definitely do something in the future. Definitely, for sure. Awesome. Sure. Thanks, Jay. Have, have a good day, man. Thanks again. Take care.